You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is a conversation between myself and Willie DeSomero. Willie's from the Philippines. He's the fella at the centre of an excellent underground blackish metal outfit called Omen Filth. They've got a new album out. It's called Hymns of Diabolical Treachery. So I guess that's the reason for the conversation, but another very good reason is to talk to Willie all about the Filipino metal scene. So let's hear what he has to say. Here we go. That's all good. How have you been? Glad you called at the right time. <laughs> oh, uh, things have been going good. Cool. Whereabouts are you? Okay. Where, whereabouts are you in the Philippines? What? Uh, excuse me? Can you repeat that? Whereabouts are you in the Philippines? What state? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually from, from the province, from Laguna. Uh-huh. My wife's family is yep. from Cebu, uh, specifically Lapu-Lapu City. Hey, good to hear your wife from the Philippines also. Yeah, yeah. well, she's, yeah. she's, she's born from here. Cebu. From yeah. Cebu City. We played there in 2015, I think, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you all about that, actually. Yeah, so um, the, the whole Filipino scene, because I go to the Philippines quite a bit, and also I was there last year. It wasn't in Lapu-Lapu City. It might have been in... I'm not too familiar with some of the cities that are around Lapu-Lapu City, but I'm pretty sure Angel Corps uh, came through town. So you must get a lot of black metal bands that are touring. Actually, it's, there's a pretty small metal scene here. In, actually, there is no metal scene here in our city. You know? But in some bigger cities, you, you can have a, a lot of different bands and metal scenes, like in Manila or Cebu or in Davao, but... Here in my own town, this is pretty much it, you know, we had three metal bands here and that's that. And so uh, there's um, there's no place to play here around, actually. So where do, where do you to get to play? to play? Yeah, where do you get to play around town? Is there, Do you get, have to go to people's um, homes and halls? Mostly in Metro Manila, which is the nearest, the nearest big city from our province. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So what inspired you to create this music, mate? If there was no scene around, you're obviously very independent and got a lot of talent. So what inspired you to start? Uh, boredom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, really, back in, back in the 90s when I was growing up, there was really not much else to do other than go to concerts and attend some local shows from local bands and uh, and and then eventually I, I got into a more more heavier kind of music darker music and um, and um, it all started from there I started picking up fanzines and doing the DIY thing and uh, hmm. that's where it all began for my for my band Omen Silk and my older band, Pathogen, actually, Omen Silk originally started as a side project okay. in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. You must be thrilled, though, that Omen Filth is getting such a positive response because I'm get, looking, I'm reading the reviews that you're getting from the international media types and you're getting a lot of praise for it. In a lot of ways, I think that you're highlighting Philippine underground extreme metal. So, what's the feedback been like? We're actually surprised by the reaction, by the reaction of the people who, who have. Re- I mean, in our all of our we have two albums so far, and uh, the first one was recorded in 2015. Yes, that's right, 2015, and it was actually released. The first album's title is called Opus Centenarium, 
and uh, it was released on CD by a um, by a, by a label from New Zealand actually. New Zealand. And, and it didn't do yeah, Pusakal Records from New Zealand. Mm. It, it didn't it didn't make the kind of waves that it did compared to the uh, to this one that our to our latest album um, Hymns of Diabolical Treachery. I don't know what I don't. I, I'm, I'm, we're all, we're all stumped and surprised about uh, the kind of reaction, like I was saying before, kind of reaction we had from the media and from generally everyone who had heard it. I'm surprised. I, I didn't know, I didn't know what. I just, we just try to um, write the best music that we can. Well, it, it doesn't surprise me that there are very talented musicians in the Philippines, obviously, because my wife's family coming from there. Every time I've been over there, I've heard such extraordinary musicians. I'd even go so far as to say the very best guitarist I've ever seen in my life was playing in the Philippines, was a Filipino guitarist. So does it, there, are, there are a lot of... You're right, you go. Do you, you, you go to... Uh, do you, you have never... Do you have ever had a chance to go to local metal shows here? None. No, I went to... My my wife's auntie takes us to, like, some clubs where they just have bands oh. playing, and they're playing, like, Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple, and they'll actually ask... Oh, these bands, they're such good musicians that they'll say, what do you guys want to hear? And I'll go, well, like, I like heavy metal, so what do you know? And they go, they'll launch into Stairway to Heaven, but the guitarist will, will play it better than bloody Jimmy Page plays it. So... <laughs> So, <laughs> so you're so you so you're uh, so you watch some uh, bar bands, I think. Yeah, watch some bar bands. Movies. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. any metal. I'd love to see some metal shows over there, mate. And if I, I'm planning on going over. We always go over there every year or thereabouts, mate. So if I'm over there, I'll I'll hit you up on Facebook, and I'll try and get to yeah. where you are. And I'd love to go and see you guys play or go to a show with you. Sibusi uh, actually has a very big metal scene. I, right? I thought you were aware of that. <laughs> no, uh, no, idea. Yeah. no, no idea. It's hard for us to find information the, out about it unless we know people. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it's it's um. I know there are a lot of you. You know that there are you. You probably even got relatives here in Australia because there's a lot of people who have relatives in the Philippines and have people in Australia that are from either country. Oh, and. Um, well, there are a lot of Filipino musicians that they might be born in Australia, but they've got Filipino heritage, but they play heavy metal oh. as well. So I was always aware that there was an inclination for Filipinos to like heavy metal. Actually, heavy metal is still very much an underground phenomenon here in the Philippines. I mean, it's not like in other Asian countries like Thailand or Malaysia or Indonesia, where they have really huge metal scenes, and you know, it, and it's quite popular compared to the Philippines. It's still very much an underground phenomenon here. Hi. Never mind the fact that that uh, there are metal bands in the Philippines have existed since the early 80s. Yeah. Or probably even earlier. Yeah. Yeah, actually I've been, I do follow and you're right about Indonesia. They've got an enormous metal scene and I can't remember the name of their president, but he's even been photographed wearing Napalm Death t-shirts. Oh, the Indonesian president, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I forgot his name too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you'd ever see uh, Duterte wearing a Napalm Death T-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's a metal fan. He likes the, the underground stuff. Oh, really? There you go. Okay, there you go. Yeah. 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 So, so let's um, talk. 
Let's talk about your album, Hymns of Diabolical Treachery. That's... Okay. So, yeah, sure. I'm I'm very interested in a Filipino metal band. There's no doubt about that. But the quality of the material here is outstanding. And I think that's what people are picking up on globally, is that you're producing some excellent early 90s-sounding Norwegian-style black metal. So that's, that's four of the cuts. But then the fifth cut, Black Ritual of Demonic Possession sounds a bit like some of the Burzum material. So can you tell me a bit about the stylistic differences on the on the release uh, Hymns of Diabolical ter- Treachery? Well, as you can see, the first half of the record was kind of like our typical songs, which are very much influenced by uh, European and some other Brazilian bands from the 80s and 90s. And, uh, mm. and the second half of it is actually... Well, it was improvised. It's like six minutes long improvisation. It, it was actually um, influenced by a lot of. Uh, I was listening at that time when I wrote it to to German kraut rock from the 70s. So weird, strange stuff, you know. <laughs> but, and, <laughs> and and the funny thing about those bands from the 60s and 70s, they were into um, into imp- improvising, you know, just like jazz or something. And it was cool to do. That that entire track, we, we, we pulled it out in one take. We pulled it off on one take. We, there there are no overdubs in that track. Extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I have and I have to make up the lyrics. And I don't remember them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> do you get do you and get a lot of lyrics, yeah. are you getting a lot of feedback from reviewers and from people on Bandcamp that they really like what you've done with Black Ritual of Demonic Possession? Uh, the reviews I've read so far were pretty much across the board. Some of them liked it, some of them, some of them hated it, of course, some of, and some of them just didn't get it. I understand why. I, yeah. I know some of those diehard metalheads can be so close-minded when it comes to music. And, I mean, we listen to a lot, a whole lot of stuff, and that's only metal, you know. Like I said, I like. A lot of those 70s German bands, yeah, crowd rock and psychedelic stuff and everything else in between. We're just big music fans, not just metal. Of course, metal is a very big, very huge part of our lives. It's my favorite music still. Mm. But but we're more open to um, a lot of other different music that a typical metalhead might not appreciate or or something like that or you know yeah it surprises me when you say kraut rock because I, I i guess i can hear it now that you've mentioned it but it wasn't the thing that came to mind when i was listening to it i actually huh. this might surprise you but i've been listening to it to go to sleep so it's not that it puts me to sleep but it's very i like a lot of that sort of music when i'm trying to go to sleep i, I listen um yeah i i listened to an artist from sweden called trepanering's ritual and who plays very different music, mate, a bit like what you've done there with that cut, and that helps me go to sleep too. So, uh, really? Really... Really yeah, it does, believe it or not. Yeah, this sort of music does. Yeah, it doesn't give me nightmares either. I quite enjoy it, it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, so have you got. I kind of stop listening to music when I'm trying to sleep because my ears are already ringing, listening to metal all day and other stuff, you know. <laughs> Oh, I can imagine. I kind of give it a break. 
What do you What do you do during the day? Like, what do you do for a job? Well, I, I do have some part time work and everything. I used to have a regular job, but I just did it. Um, some, some of some of the band members are working somewhere else in Metro Manila, and uh, another one was is unemployed at the moment. So, uh, a lot of time to uh, make music. <laughs> Gems. Yeah, it's tough, mate. I, I know firsthand. Yeah, yeah, it's very difficult economy over there to keep a job, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The economic situation here is, is uh, well, it's not like the same as in first world countries. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of a struggle, but doesn't matter. As long as we like what we're doing, we're going to keep on doing it. Yeah, and if you as thought of we're enjoying ourselves. Have you thought about singing some lyrics in um, Tagalog or Visayas? I am actually thinking about writing a song like that. I, I wrote it in my other band, Pathogen, which uh, cool. yeah, which which been which been playing since been around since 2001. We wrote a couple of songs in the local dialect. I mean, the Philippines has got um, 85, I think, mm. dialects. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, lots. It's, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of weird. You go to a different province, and everyone's speaking differently. You know. Yeah. And I, and I live in. And I live and I live in. In the island of Luzon, where we speak the, the Tagalog dialect, and actually there are more Filipinos speaking Cebuano than Tagalog, and so uh, it's kind of weird traveling around the Philippines meeting people and sometimes I when go to another province like in Pampanga or Tarlac I, I couldn't understand what we're trying to say oh wow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah okay anyway, yeah we can communicate with English so that's a that's a plus that's um, a big advantage I think well it's it's an official language English I think is is one of the only countries yep. uh, Philippines is one of the only countries in Asia uh, yep. Philipp with an, yes, English as an official, it's an language. official language here yeah, yeah. It's, it's great to travel around the Philippines anyway for me because English is everywhere and I, I can speak a few words in Cebuano but not enough not nearly enough to get by hey, that's good man I don't even know any word Cebuano Oh, just just whatever my mother-in-law tells Except me to say. Except for the bad words, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, the swear words. <laughs> yeah. Except for the curse words and the other. Um... <laughs> yeah. So have you got this? Just talking what we're talking about. I understand. You know, it's very difficult to do this, but there would be a demand for you to go and play some some shows, maybe in Europe or even America. Yeah. I'd imagine. Overseas, yes. We got offered a lot of shows overseas with my other band, Pathogen. Actually, a, a bit more well-known than than Omenfield. As, as for Omenfield, we don't have we we have yet to uh we have yet to have any offers from other people. But we have actually we haven't played overseas yet. A lot of the yeah. deals we made from other labels and other productions overseas just didn't sell through. So I think we're. They're just waiting for the perfect timing. Let's try to uh, force things to happen, stuff like that. In the underground scene, deals. Yeah. A lot of deals can fall through at any moment, and a lot of unexpected things can happen. So I think we have to wait for the for the right moment, for the perfect timing.
And what's what's a typical deal look like for you? So you pay your own airfare to, to get out of the Philippines to whatever the country is, and they'll pay you to do the show. Is that typically what the deal might look like? Well, well, it depends on the production. Some production would have a answer all our airfare, and they would uh, answer all the accommodations for the show. And economically, we can still do that. Maybe we could do it 50-50, you know, pay for our return flight or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah, have, have you had any other approaches apart from myself from Australia? Excuse me, can you repeat that again? Have you had anybody else from Australia reach out to you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh cool. There's a few um, few radio shows. Um, I don't know, um, a decade ago. You and um, Ian Dean that interviewed me. Uh, that's with, right. with my other band, Paradigm. Both Australia and New Zealand. We had quite some contact there, but I don't know where they are now. It's been a decade now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. But, but I'm, but I'm pretty. But I'm, I'm really aware that a lot. Of, there's a very uh, active underground scene in a, in Australia, and also New Zealand. Got a lot of contacts there. Yeah, there is. You're right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit like it is everywhere else in the world. In, in a first world country, I'm talking about. Uh, in that, there's opportunities to play shows and the like. But you've got to play shows with a lot of bands. So there might be, say, eight bands on a show in order for it to be economically viable for a promoter to put on a show and therefore for bands to travel. So there, and probably being in Australia too, the other great benefit is that we're constantly getting touring artists through. So Satyricon are going to be here next month. Uh, we've just had Ashan from Emperor come through. So every month there's somebody coming through. And I just spoke to Mortis uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, he just came through town recently. I guess because there's a very big market for for metal in in Australia compared to the Philippines. I mean, a lot of international bands are coming in, coming to play in places like Singapore lately. Almost every month, there's some yeah. big name European act playing in Singapore, European or American act playing in Singapore. Almost every month. Yeah, and that's good. And here in the Philippines, you rarely get. Well, it actually increased a lot compared to uh, 10 years ago. We did a lot of foreign bands come here and play, like Angel Corpse last year and Slayer. Yeah, I saw that. That's what I was and, mentioning uh, earlier. I saw them come. Well, they were there when I when I was in Cebu. They came through town. You didn't get to see them? Oh, man. No, I missed it. No, I, I they was... ripped. My bet. Oh, they What's were a phenomenal band, yeah. Yeah, I... Amazing yeah. Did you get to meet Peter? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I did get to talk to him for a short time. Oh, cool. And uh, it's kind of stuff. The, the original guitar player, Gene, isn't, isn't with him. So. I, I, I used to uh, be in contact and do some trades with Gene back when I was doing a fanzine back in the late 90s when I was a teenager. That's where I started actually when I was before I started Obedo, I was editing my own fanzine called Synapse, and then it became Dead Reckoning around 2001, I think. Yeah. And I quit altogether. Started to focus more on the music and, and in the band. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. 
All right, yeah. All right, mate. Um, so people can I, I've obviously I'm recording this because I've got a podcast and also a radio show, mate. So people can find your music on Bandcamp because that's how I've found you. But where else can they listen yeah, to you? Um, I think we have our own. Um, I don't know. We don't have a social media page. Never felt the need to put one out. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to. <laughs> originally, we we started Omen Club only as a side project. We never had any, you know, problem make uh, two or three records. But, but I think things are going to a more serious tone right now. So it's like we wanted to push this band more and um, see what would come out of it, you know. Considering the results we had with the with the second album, wow, it was unexpected completely out of the blue. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I had to contact your record label actually to get in touch with you. That's that's how we met. It up. They gave me your email address. Yeah, because I oh, couldn't yeah, find yeah. you on Facebook. Yeah. That that guy um, from New England, I think, from Connecticut. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Balder, Balder, famous Balder. Oh, he's a nice guy for um, putting us in touch. Um, yeah. From Eternal Death, maybe I should And the CD was uh, the CD version was released in California by Nero One Records. Also recently, um, was released in May this year. Yeah, how's it how's it selling? Because you've only got two hundred copies to sell, haven't you? Yeah, and and the uh, Royal Disney sent us all pretty much sold out. Great, that's wonderful. There, yeah. It's, it's, it's the it's the fastest selling record that I've been involved in. Actually, in less than two weeks after we got the CD, we're all sold, except for our individual copies, of course. That's phenomenal, and and, and I love the fact that you've done the cassette as well. Yeah, I I think it has a lot to do with the digital magazine. All right, okay. review, which has sparked a lot of curiosity among the metal community here. I think that's one of the main reasons. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to buy one of the cassette copies. Are they Are they something that you've yeah, got you access to? I should hook you up with the uh, from California. Yeah, that'd I be did. cool. If you, I was going to ask you if you could sign it because I like getting people's signature on things, mate. But if if it's not if it's if it's not oh. on the Philippines, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, okay. And I think they're still selling the first album, the CD version of the set, the first album in New Zealand. I should hook you up to him too, Chris. He's the guy who released our record in New Zealand. Yeah, that'd be cool, mate. Yeah, if you could do that, that'd be yeah. that'd be wonderful. I'd love to add it to the collection, the the physical copy. That is, I'm big on getting certain bands' physical copy, and you're one of them. I'll I'll definitely DM me on Facebook later about it, about the details. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. No, that'd be great. Yeah, mate, that's so about you, um, it. Yeah, you're right. When are you going to have a vacation here again? Oh, next twelve months for sure. Uh, we only went. Oh, okay. So we went. I'm starting uni. I'm forty, by the way. So I'm, we sound like we're over about the same age. Um, but um, I'm going to university because I just had to do a career change and I'm going to uni to put a framework around all this journalism that I'm doing and creative writing that I'm doing. Um, oh. But I think when there's a semester break, so my mother-in-law 
being Filipino goes back every year. Um, and we just we just try to go back whenever she goes back as well. So I reckon I reckon we'll be going back maybe in the first half of next year. Oh, that's good. I'll let you know though. I'll maybe let you know could, though. Um, maybe maybe you can see some local metal shows there by then. Well, I'd, I'd yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love for you to give me when I when I let you know when I'm going over. I'd love for you to let me know what shows I should attend because. It's very like my wife's family aren't in the middle at all. They don't. They wouldn't know. Um, and I didn't really see anybody around that looked like a metalhead around Lapu Lapu City. So I would have stopped somebody and said, "Where do I go?" You know. But uh, there wasn't really anybody there. So I'm going to definitely need your guidance on that front. Okay. No problem, guys. Yeah. So. Cool, mate. Well, it's been a wonderful chat. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was a conversation between myself and a fellow from the Philippines called Willie DeSamero from the band Omen Filth. Thank you so much for listening.